0: Alright, now, something so interesting. Look at the next verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حَافِظُوا عَلَى Salawat. Diligently maintain your prayers. Prayer? Salah? In the verses that talk about divorce? Yep. Guard your prayers. And look at the word, حَافِظُوا حَافَظَةِ What does حِفْظ mean? حَافِظَةِ Quran. Who is he? Who is she? حَافِظَةِ Who's a حَافِظَةِ you don't have to raise your hand if you're a hafilah. I'm asking you, what is a hafidah? Someone who has memorized the Qur'an. Right? When you memorize something, you preserve it. You keep it with yourself. You save it. Because if you don't memorize it, then it's as if you don't have it. Which is why when you're writing a test, and you see those words, they look like new to you. It's like you've never seen them. Because you didn't memorize your stuff. So, حَافَظَة is to guard and preserve something, okay? And (laughs) حَافِظُوا عَلَى salawat, What this means is that guard and protect something from going waste or from getting lost. You know, some things, you really have to watch them, you really have to take care of them. And if you don't, you're going to lose them, right? Or they're going to go bad very quickly. They require attention and care. Can you give me an example of something that requires a lot of attention and care? Pets, good example. Because you have to worry about their food, about their health, their water, their cage. You know, if they have a cage, you have to keep it clean. If they need to go to the doctors, you have to keep an eye on that also. What else needs attention? Children, (laughs) good example. Ask me, right? It happens. You think, okay, I'm going to make breakfast and I'm done. And then what happens when you give breakfast? You have to clean up. And then what happens after that? I'm hungry, can I have a snack? Right? And then what happens? When is lunch? And then I don't like this lunch. I want something else. And then another snack. And then a dessert. And a treat. And then dinner. And this is just the food I'm talking about. And when they wear diapers, oh my God. Right? You have to be very diligent. Any other example? One last example of something that you really have to be careful about? Plants. What about your schoolwork? No? Those of you don't have to worry about it, you're lucky. For many people, they have to know when a certain assignment is due, when an essay is due, when the midterm is, when, you know, something is, right? When a quiz is. And if you are like, okay, forget about it, I'm not going to check the schedule this week, then what? You're in trouble. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, Hafidhu ala salawat. Guard your prayers. What does it mean by this? Guard them, meaning their time. Pay attention to the timing of prayer. Because if you don't pay attention, you're going to lose that prayer. If you don't pay attention, you're going to lose that prayer. Like for example, these days, for dhuhr and asr, do you have to pay attention to the time? Yes. Yes. Because you have to know when you're going to leave, when you're going to get home, so that you know if you can pray dhuhr before you leave or when you get home. You know, yesterday I was talking to somebody and they were saying, they live in Markham, they work in Mississauga, and every day they leave after 6 o'clock p.m. to go back home. Even though they get off around 4.30, they leave after 6. And I said, why? And they said that, oh, I make sure that I'm done my maghrib, I pray my maghrib, and then I leave. And I can't leave right after maghrib because that's rush hour. So I'm just going to be sitting in traffic. So she could actually leave at us our time, but she doesn't because she knows that she's going to miss her maghrib. So she's checked that from before. Hafizu ala salawat. Guard the timings. Pay attention to the timing. Because if you don't, you're gonna miss the prayer. And hafizu ala salawat, secondly, also means be consistent with your prayers. Don't be irregular. That okay, you pray one prayer here, and another prayer there, and then what happened to Zuhud? Oh, I forgot. Did you pray Maghrib? I forgot. Come on. Stop forgetting prayer. You know, take responsibility of your salah. Your mom should not be reminding you all the time. Do you forget to check your Instagram? Mm, MashaAllah, la quwwata illa billah. Do you forget to watch your favorite show? I know somebody who was once traveling. They had to take a flight from here. I think they stopped in Turkey and they were going to Saudi. And they were afraid of losing all their streaks. So they made sure they timed it. You know, that when I get to Turkey, I'm going to have to send the snap so that I can keep my streaks. And then when they got to Saudi, again they continued. I mean, they had their whole plan. What they were going to do to make sure they don't lose their streaks. So the thing is that anything that is important to you, you pay attention to it. Now generally what happens is that even the important things we forget in unusual circumstances. Isn't it? Like for example, while your streaks may be very important to you, if you happen to spend an entire day in wonderland, right? Then what's gonna happen? You might forget to keep your streaks, right? You might, because it's an unusual day. You have exams, you have guests over, something unusual happens and you forget the most important thing in your life. I broke a streak with someone, we were at 130 something. It's not that bad, I know, but it was really big for me. Alright? It was a big deal for me. And the reason why I lost it is because something unusual happened. Okay? Now, if you lose a streak, it's okay. You can start again, right? You can. It takes a long time, but we started again and Alhamdulillah, we're almost at 50. Okay? (laughs) Alhamdulillah, making it, right? Anyway, now the thing is that in the middle of the verses that talk about divorce, which is something very unusual, very painful, very difficult, emotionally draining. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to guard our prayers. What does this mean? Prayer is always important no matter what you are going through, no matter what is happening in your life. But we make prayer unimportant over what? Over what? A movie, basketball, makeup, right? Because if I spent an hour putting this makeup on, how can I just wash it off to make wudu? Like how? So we'll keep the makeup and delay the prayer or leave the prayer altogether. Think about it. Can there be something more difficult for a person than divorce? I mean, divorce is something painful. It's difficult. Even then, حَافِظُ عَلَى Salawat. Guard your prayers. There is nothing more important in your life than salah. Even if you have an exam, salah is important. You cannot miss your prayer. You cannot miss it for the sake of an exam. You cannot miss it for some rides at a theme park. You cannot miss it for chilling with your friends. حَافِظُوا عَلَى Salawat. And notice the word حَافِظُوا, guard your prayer. Because you know what? If you can guard your prayer then everything else in your life will also be in its place. Because what does salah teach us? Salah teaches us discipline. Isn't it? It teaches us discipline. It teaches us self-control. It teaches us humility. It reminds us that we're accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salah teaches you the things, the skills that you need in life in order to be successful. For example, it teaches you humility. It reminds you that you are small before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, if you go to pray, and then you come back, and you start abusing your spouse, it doesn't add up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an that, إِنَّ الصَّلَا Anil عَنِ Wal وَالْمُنْكَى Salah stops a person from wrong action, from obscene things. Salah protects you. It disciplines you. It teaches you self-control. Now, you have to stop that movie as much as you're enjoying it. You have to leave that game as much as you're enjoying it. And you have to go and pray. So then can you control your tongue when you wish to utter some obscene words? Yes, because you have developed some self-control. And remember that self-control is like a muscle. You have to train it. The more you train it, the better it becomes. And you know, sometimes... I wonder why five times a day? Because five times a day we're made to practice self-control. You're lying down, you're just chilling, relaxing, get up, leave your phone, go wash up, stand and pray, bend down and get up and move. As much as you just want to be a couch potato, you cannot be. You want to sit with your phone, you cannot. You have to get up and pray. It teaches you self-control. And self-control is what we lack, which is why our relationships are messed up, we cannot get along with anybody. We're fighting with people. So, حَافِظُوا عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ وَالصَّلَاةِ الْوُسْطَى And especially guard the middle prayer. Al Wusta is from وَوْسِنْطَى and Ausat is that which is in the middle. That which is in the middle. So which prayer is in the middle of the day? Asr, Because there are two prayers before it and then there are two after it. So guard especially the Asr prayer. And if you think about it, the Asr prayer is actually the easiest. Right? Why? It's for, it. it's for There's no Sunnah before or after. For Maghrib, there's two Sunnah after. For Isha also, there's Sunnah. right? For Zuhur also, there's a lot of Sunnah. For Fajr also, there's Sunnah. And the time is also difficult. Asr is the easiest. But it can also be the most difficult. Why? Because it comes right in the middle of the day. So then you... Cannot really go to the mall for like three hours. You can't really go to the restaurant for a long time either. Anything you want to do for fun has to be cut short on either end, either at the beginning or at the end. So asr salah, while it is the easiest, it can also be the most difficult because it's in the middle of the day that we are having fun or we are doing something to relax. So hafizu ala salawat wal salatul wusta wa lillahi qanitin and stand for Allah as ones who are humbly obedient. Qanit is someone who stands with humility and submissiveness, not arrogantly, not distracted, focused and humble. This is Qanit. So stand before Allah qaniteen What does it mean? Stand like a servant. Don't stand lazily. Don't stand in a way that you are distracted. Don't pray as if you have so many other important things to do so you're just rushing through your prayer. And this also means don't talk to people during salah. Because we learned that at the beginning, the people were allowed to talk. In Salah, they were allowed to talk. Which is why some people, when they had gone to, they had immigrated to Abyssinia. And after some years, they came and joined the Prophet ﷺ in Medina. The Prophet ﷺ was once praying, and somebody came and said Salam to him. The Prophet ﷺ did not answer. So then later on, he said that the prayer is for the dhikr of Allah. It's for worshipping Allah. It's not for talking to people. And the Sahaba said that when this ayah was revealed, then we were prohibited from talking to people in salah. So قُومُ لِلَّهِ قانتين. And isn't this amazing? In salah, you cannot talk to people, no matter how urgent a situation may be. Yesterday I was praying, and my daughter found a cut on her hand, and she's very uh, attached to band-aids. All right, So she needs a band-aid on every little cut. Okay, So she found a cut on her finger, I'm trying to pray, and uh, she starts screaming, and she tells her brother... I need a band-aid or I'm going to start crying. So he's like, okay, let's look for a band So he checked where the band-aids are and he didn't find any. Okay? I was praying. You know, they were running around upstairs, downstairs, checking in bags, looking for a band-aid somewhere. They couldn't find any. I knew where the band-aids were. And if I had said in that drawer, their problem would have been solved. But I couldn't. And you know what happened? She didn't burst out crying. Alright. In fact she was very calm by the time I ended my prayer because she realized that if she sees some blood on her finger she's not gonna die. Right? If she doesn't get a band aid, she can still handle the cut. Right? Now at that time I really started thinking, it's amazing. I cannot even say it's in the drawer. I cannot even say that. Salah is a blessing, really. We take it as a burden when in reality it's a blessing. Because it cuts you off from the world and its people and its problems. It's just you and your Lord. Nobody can talk to you. You cannot talk to people. Nobody can ask you stuff. You cannot answer their questions. It's just you and your Lord. It's a break. Really, in the real sense, it's actually a break. And again, this verse is where? In the middle of the discussion on divorce. Because that is what you need, a spiritual break. Something to cut you off from the world and its problems and let you focus on your rub. You need time alone to yourself. So guard your prayer. Especially when you're going through difficulty. When you're going through stressful times. Like for example, you have an exam. And then after that another exam. And after that another exam. And then an assignment due. You know you have those weeks where there's just too much to do and you're so stressed out. We start viewing salah as a burden. It's not a burden. It's a break. So take it as a break. If you're afraid, khiftum is from khawf. If you are afraid. Meaning you are in a situation of so much fear that you cannot even stand and pray. Like there is an enemy chasing you. Or an animal running after you to kill you. It can happen. So if you stand and pray, you didn't get to pray asr, and the sun is going down. Alright? So if you stand and pray, you're going to die. And if you don't stand and pray, you're going to miss your prayer. Now what do you do? Ah, you said you don't pray. No, Allah says Farijalan. Rijal is a plural of Rajil. Rajil is a person who's walking. Pray while walking. What? Yes. Pray while walking. It's in the Quran. How do you do that? How do you do that? Listen, have you ever seen people sitting and praying? Have you ever seen people lying down and praying? Have you ever seen people praying in an airplane? Okay praying while walking how is that going to be that you keep walking or running all right but you make the gestures so for example watch me allahu akbar subhanak allahumma bihamdik all right dua surah al fatiha all right allahu akbar subhanar rahim samialallahu min hamidah you keep doing that you do that aw rukbana or while riding rukban is a plural of rakib. Who's raqib someone who is riding an animal a car a vehicle So if you are walking, pray like that. If you are riding, pray like that. But do not leave your prayer. Write this down. Do not leave your prayer. Go ahead. How do you do sajda? A sitting person cannot do sajda, right? He cannot put his head on the ground. So just like that, if a person is walking in a state of fear, he will not put his head on the ground, he will just do it with a gesture. Okay? Okay. Yes, you don't have 100% khushur. True. But you will find peace in that prayer also. Yes. While running. You know why? Because salah forces you to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The question is, can you not just make up your prayer after? You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ كَانَتْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كِتَابًا مَّمُقُوتًا Salah is decreed at its given time. Alright? It's fixed time. And you all know that when you delay important things, what happens? You say, I'll do it later. And then you have too much to make up. Like, you know, your quizzes, right? You said, okay, not this week, next week. And then not next week, the week after. So instead of one quiz, now you have three quizzes to do. And then when you see those three quizzes, what do you do? I forget it. It's okay. I don't want to do it. I just won't do it. Fixed time for prayer. You have to pray on time. فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ Then when you are secure, اللَّهَ كَمَا عَلَّمَكُمْ مَا لَمْ تكونوا تعلمون. When you are secure, then remember Allah, just as He taught you what you did not know. Meaning, Islam, its teachings are a blessing. So when you are in a state of safety, then pray normally. وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ those people fauna minkum wayadharuna azwaja people who die and they leave behind wives wasiyatan li azwajihim they have to make a bequest for their wives what is that wasiya what is that bequest that the husband should write in his will that the wife should get some benefit her expenses should be covered for the year okay Matān Al Hawli Benefit for a year غَيْرَ إِخْرَاج without expulsion. Meaning one year, for one year after the husband dies, a woman should be allowed to stay in the house of her husband. Okay? فَإِنْ then if they leave, meaning before the year is over, after her idda is over, she decides she's gonna get married to somebody. So she leaves the house of her dead husband. She moves out. فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي فَعَلْنَا فِي أَنفُسِهِنَّ مِنْ مَعْرُوفِ There's no blame on them regarding what they do about themselves. So what do we see here? Remember that initially, at the beginning, a woman was to stay in the house of her dead husband for one year. And the husband was supposed to make this will before dying. Okay? So this was the command. However, later on, we see that the idda, the waiting period, was reduced to four months and ten days. And a wife was given a share of the inheritance. And that's mentioned in Surah An-Nisa. And you can see the verse here in your notes. Alright? So this verse was revealed at the beginning, but later on it was abrogated. And this is the reason why we can do it quickly. Because this is an abrogated verse. It's an example of a verse that has been abrogated in the sense that the ruling is no longer applied, but the verse is still recited. Alright? Wallahu Azizun Hakim, Allah is ever mighty and wise. Walil mutallaqati matahun bil ma'ruf. for all divorced women is a benefit in the recognized way. Meaning any woman who is being divorced is to be given something. And we discussed the four scenarios. حَقًّا عَلَى الْمُتَّقِينَ This is a duty upon the people who fear Allah. كَذَٰلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ آيَاتِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ Thus does Allah make clear to you His verses so that you use reason. Don't be driven by emotion. Be driven by reason. So learn the laws of Allah and do what He wants you to do. Inshallah, in our next class, we are going to complete the book, inshallah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses.
1: والله بما تعملون خبير ولا جناح عليكم في ما عرضتم به من خطبة النساء أو أكلتم في أنفسكم علم الله أنكم ستذكرونهن ولكن لا توعدهن سرا إلا إلا أن تقولوا قولا معروفا ولا تعزموا عقده نکاح حتى يبلغ الكتاب أجله
0: واعلموا
1: أن الله يعلم ما في أنفسكم فاحذروا وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ حَلِيمٌ لَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِنْ طَلَّقْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ مَا لَمْ تَمَسُّوهُنَّ أَوْ تَفْرِضُوا لَهُنَّ فَرِيضَةٌ وَمَتِّعُوهُنَّ عَلَى الْمُوسِعِ قَدَرُهُ وَعَلَى الْمُقْتِرِ قَدَرُهُ مَتَاعًا بِالْمَعْرُوفِ حَقًّا عَلَى الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَإِن طَلَّقْتُمُوهُنَّ مِنْ بل أن تمسّوهن وقد who is لهن one فنصف ما one إلا the يعفون أو the one بيده the نكاح وأن تعفوا أقرب للتقوى ولا إن الله بما تعملون بصير حافظوا the وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا وَصِيَّةً لِأَزْوَاجِهِمْ مَتَاعًا إِلَى الْحَوْلِ غَيْرَ إِخْرَاجِ فَإِنْ خَرَجْنَ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي مَا فَعَلْنَ فِي أَنفُسِهِمَّ مِنْ مَعْرُوفٍ والله عزيز حكيم وللمطلقات متاع بالمعروف حقا على المتقين كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تعرفون
0: سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت استغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم